Welcome to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Join national presenter and consultant Rory Rowland as he discusses another aspect of powerful coaching and how it transforms people to improve your organization. Welcome to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Hi, Rory. Paul, it is great to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm glad you're here uh, every time we get to do this podcast we talk about some different issues with coaching and mm-hmm. how it can really change people's lives yep this is what you do right how'd you get into this uh, it, it was really almost by mistake you know I was doing I was doing sales training coaching and uh, when I did that it, it just didn't I mean I did sales training and the sales training just didn't work as well uh-huh. and I realized the key was teaching the sales managers how to coach and when I did that it was like magic it was like you know a warm knife through warm butter it was just so smooth and easy and then I started to say you know there's this real real value in coaching and so I really put my attention on focusing on that uh, when people ask me for sales training now I say you know it's, it, I just don't do sales training. I do I do a combo. It's sales training plus coaching. If I don't teach your managers how to coach, I'm not going to do the sales training. Because you're really focused on, well, you're fo- you've always been focused on results, but right. now that you know how to get the results, that's what really lights your fire. Right. right. I mean, it's like, it's like a baker who knows how to make a cake, and you say, hey, I want this cake, and they say, okay, but I'm going to make it this way. Mm-hmm. And then do you want that cake or not? That's really what it comes down to. Right, yeah. right. You've got to focus on the results, and that's that's the key. Well, one way to figure out results is an assessment, and that's mm-hmm. what you're going to talk about right. today. You're going to talk about um, are you a coaching superstar, and right. how did we find out if we are and what we need to do to improve? Right. I think that's just a great question to ask. Are you a coaching superstar? And ask your employees uh, because nobody's going to know better than your employees to see if you are, in fact, a coaching superstar. So you just simply ask them, right? Well, I'm not <laughs> <laughs> am I, hey, am I a superstar? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I'm going to say yes. Yeah. Hey, absolutely. Right. Yeah. You're, yes, you're, boss. A, you're a great superstar. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a couple of factors we probably want them to have. Uh, one is anonymity. Uh, mm-hmm. To be anonymous. Uh, so if you've got, you know, hopefully you've got two or three or four employees that can take the survey and then give you that feedback. So that way you don't know exactly who it is. You've also got to make an agreement that there's not going to be any retaliation if they say something that you don't want to hear. Uh, because the other side of the coin that I just find really amazing with managers is employees are already saying this stuff at the water cooler. Right. They just haven't said it to your face. Yeah. Okay. It's it's already out there in the world. It's a reality. It's mm-hmm. how it's how they perceive you. And yet some managers go, Oh, that offended me. I'm I'm upset. Grow up. Mm-hmm. Okay. They've said that. What can you what information can you learn from it? And then how can you change to improve? That's all they're saying. So this type of assessment that uh, you're gonna be talking about mm-hmm. where the employees assess their managers or their supervisors or whatever right their well, bosses how common is that now i know it's more common than it used to be but it's it, it's it, still it, extremely rare mm-hmm. it's still extremely rare because you know um one is leadership teams that have to make sure that their management team knows that they're going to do this and prep them ahead of time and then you've also got to prep the employees to give information that's realistic and you want to to be honest and so uh, that's number one. Number two, it's it's a way to manage the gap. And what I mean by the gap is a manager is going to evaluate themselves. An employee is going to evaluate the managers. And we take the average of the employees. And we compare that to what the manager's self-assessment was. Okay. Typically, guess what? The manager's self-assessment is higher than what the employees right. rate them. And that's the, ma- that's, the, that's the gap. And then what we do want to do is over time, we want to close that gap. We want... Uh, we want the manager, we don't want them to lower their expectation themselves, but we want them to use these skills more effectively so their employees 
increase their evaluation. And guess what? We close that gap and you become closer to being a superstar. You're right. closer to being a coaching superstar. It seems like we take a lot of uh, courage and trust for an organization to say, hey, we're going to assess ourselves. A- absolutely. How, how do you get an organization to that point? I don't do it right away. Um, I typically don't do this step until I'm almost a, a year into the process with a client. Uh, there has to be a tremendous amount of trust. There has to be there has to be a foundation, and then we, we have to have they have to have enough skills of 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 trying the coaching and have tried it long enough to have started that employees can start to evaluate it because uh, you can't evaluate it right away. I mean, you teach somebody how to coach within three months, they're not gonna they're not gonna be experts at coaching. Right. Uh, it takes a while to to become really good at it. And uh, it just takes a while to be good at it. And there's a. Uh, it sounds like you don't want to set them up for failure with. You want them to practice the skill enough mm-hmm. to where they're not getting an assessment that says they stink at it. <laughs> Precisely. Right. Yeah. yeah. And and we want them to. You know, the other side of the coin with coaching, and this is the point I wanted to make when I stuttered there and stopped for a <laughs> moment, I was having a senior moment. <laughs> but is you've got to unlearn all of your old skills. Mm-hmm. To, you know, it's like you can't pour new water into a cup that's full. Okay. You got to empty that out. You got to stop doing some of those things before you can put the new, you know, you get the water out, put the new Kool Aid in. And uh, so you can drink the Kool Aid. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Mixing metaphors here. We are. We're mixing metaphors, (laughs) but that's perfectly okay. But drink the Kool Aid. But anyway, I came up with the, the concept of this came from a book called The Extraordinary Coach How the Best Leaders Help Others Grow by John Zinger and Kathleen Stinnett. And it's just a great book. And he actually in there has a survey that he does with, um, you know, four managers to do for a self-assessment. Okay. And I thought, you know, why not take this concept? And I haven't seen anybody else do this, but take that concept of the self-assessment and then actually kind of tweak it and give it to the employee so the employees can then assess the manager and then let's compare the gap. So your, your thought is do both those tools, self right. for the employee and then um, the employee or the, um, the, the people that work for them right. will do that. Um, how common is that? That's got to be very uncommon that they. I have above. never, I have never seen this concept okay. before, and but, so. But that would really help because um, just because your employees say something doesn't mean it's necessarily true, and just right. because you say something doesn't mean it's true either. Right. It's all just data. Right. But you want to be able to have some data to to make a justification right. for, and and that's the that's the important key for this process. That's very unique. Yeah, and and that's what I love about this process as I as I read all of the books on coaching and go through that process and just get all of the ideas from all of these great coaches all over the country and all over the world. Uh, then you know John Zinger gives me those ideas and said, "Wow, I can take that and use it and you know use it almost as a three sixty four coaching evaluation." So, what are some of the the questions, self questions that people ask, or any of, or maybe even some of the questions the employees are asked? Yeah, what I'm going to do here is basically take it through what the what the question is uh, that you know a manager might do of themselves and what the question is what the employee would do okay. of the manager okay. and it's just a little tweaking of the words but it's a chance to see what uh, each of them is and i you know i thought about it so i'm like well, preparing for this podcast do i want to go through the manager's evaluation i want to go through the employee's evaluation i decided yeah let's go to so let's, let's do each one you know, question at a time that focuses on that behavior mm-hmm. or that approach and so the the first question that John, uh, John Zinger asked was, when I discuss an issue with an employee, I often ask them to define or describe how best I can help or support them. I ask the employee, what do you want from this conversation? And, you know, that's the that's the first part of it. Now, that's very similar to 
I mean, you talk a lot about questions. Right. Open-ended questions to employees. That's very similar to right. what you would do if you had a coaching session at the very beginning. Right, because this is going to be all questions about are you coaching the way that we're teaching it, the okay. way you're instructing okay. it. And so that, you're, that is right on target. You've okay. got, you're, got, uh, you're reading my mind there. You're reading nice. my mind. Good. And so the, the employee would say, when I go to my manager with an issue, my manager often asks me to define how they can best help or support me my manager asked me, what do I want from the conversation? So you can see from those two questions, it's it's from the manager's perspective. I'll go back and do the manager's question again. But when I discuss an issue with an employee, I often ask them to define it. And then when you when you have it with an employee, when I go to my manager with an issue, my manager often asks me mm-hmm. how to define it. Okay. And so the questions are basically mirrored, uh, one from the, uh, from the manager's perspective, one from the employee's perspective. When you ask these questions, mm-hmm. and, and I, I have to admit – to the listeners that I, I get geeked up on some of this measurement stuff myself. Sure. Do you ask in a um, uh, agree or a strongly disagree to strongly agree type uh, type of, of system? And then do you give any room for just general open comments? Uh, absolutely. Every one of them has an open area that they can talk about underneath it. So every time I give the survey and we do, you know, the classic survey monkey surveys, you just email okay. it out to the employees and they can do it. And then it's anonymous and the managers see the results and not who did it. Um, but what we do is we say on oh, the question is um, like on the very first question, uh, you would say when I discuss an issue with an employee, I often ask them to define or describe it. And they have a five point scale here. Okay. Uh, rarely or never is a one, or then always or almost okay. always is a five. Okay. So then employees can rank themselves and then managers can rank themselves. Mm-hmm. How often do they do this? You know, almost 100% of the time or incredibly rarely. So then that way you've got that continuum. So that's a great question. Yeah. Thank you for and asking that. And then you that. can really correlate those numbers and averages between each question, self and what your employees do. Absolutely. Because yeah. you, know, you and I are both speakers and we uh-huh. do evaluations and hopefully our evaluations over time have improved and right. and they have and that you get better. And, you know, if you do it for 25 years, you get to know what an audience is looking for uh-huh. and how to present the information, all of that. And But you get you improve because you get those evaluations over time. Every time you present, boom, they evaluate you and then they give you some feedback. And, and it helps you improve as a speaker right. and a consultant. This is the same thing we want to do with the managers. Give them that feedback so they can, in fact, improve their skill sets mm-hmm. and get a sense of how they're doing it. How, how much would you tie this to – I know you're going on with the questions, but I'm mm-hmm. getting my geek questions. Sure. How much do you tie this to um, an, empl- an employee assessment or a performance review? Right. Uh, and I'm, I'm actually – this is a great question because I've got a client right now that wants to put this in their senior manager's performance review. That for a senior manager, they have to have, you know, their employees have to rank them X amount of level in order for them to, you know, get a bonus. Okay. That, you know, they're the senior level executive bonus. Uh, this is a component of that. If your, if your man, if your employees don't rank you X number, boom, uh, then, you know, you're not going to get that bonus. Interesting. And, yeah. And, and so on, on average, all of your employees, so we put it about 3.5. We want it to be at least 60% of the time they're mm-hmm. doing this, mm-hmm. um, you know, because you, it, it's a hard thing to unlearn. And then he wants to ratchet that, you know, the CEO wants to ratchet that up over time. Over time, right. That, you know, you're, yeah, you're at about 65% or 3.5. Uh, you want it to go up to, you know, hopefully be 70, 80% uh, down the road. Another thing that would be good with that is how well they're matching what their employees say. That That's a pretty strong skill set if you mm-hmm. can see exactly how your employees how view your employees you. view that would be pretty powerful yeah and incredibly insightful yeah 
and that's the great thing about this tool. And I, and I love, you know, John Zinger's book, The Extraordinary Coach. And if you've ever get a chance to get it, I highly recommend it. But he, he's got those questions in there and, and, and takes you through it. And then on the other side of the equation, you can mirror it. And that's what I do with my clients so that they can actually see if their managers are coaching more effectively. Because we know that it improves the performance of the organization if you do it. Um, what, what other questions are there? Do you want to go back to that? Or I, Absolutely. I feel like I derailed you. But. No, no, no. You asked I, I loved the geek questions because okay, they, 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 they took us down the geek rabbit hole. Right. But it was, a good, it was a good rabbit hole to go down. Okay. So I love the questions. Yeah. Um, here's another one. This is from the manager's perspective. I spend, 20, I spend 25% of the time talking and my employees mm. spend 75% of the time talking, which is exactly the 80-20 rule that we want with coaching. Right. So obviously, the employee's question is going to be, um, I spend about 75% of the time talking and my manager spends about 25% of the time talking. So again, you know, where are they at on that continuum? Does that in fact happen? Is that if that 80, 25 or 75, 25 rule happens all the time, then that person would put the slider all the way to almost always that manager scores very, very high and we're off to the races. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think that's just a a great example of that. Um, Then the next question is, I ask questions to promote greater awareness on the part of the person I am coaching. My questions expand the way that my employee views the situation and then... Uh, question here is my manager asks questions for greater awareness on my part. Right. My manager's questions help me expand the way I see the situation. Direct correlation. Bingo. Just right. It's a mirror of each other. Mm-hmm. And and so I just think this is such a powerful tool. Um, and it's a great – and then also the other side of the coin is it's this. Uh, I've got a, a, a client right now, and they've got some managers who are doing a great job coaching. Got one person. Guess what? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It happens. Right. It, you know, not taking the Kool-Aid. <laughs> and so <laughs> they're not drinking it. Right. Um, and so it's not going well. And so the CEO wants this person to do this. And this is a great way for that person to do a self-evaluation, that person to have their employees do a self-evaluation. And then for for the two of us, for that manager, that senior executive and myself to sit down and talk and have a conversation and say, right. this is how you rated yourself. This is how your employees rated you. What's your perception of this? And then we get to talk even probably in a a more philosophical sense that I think this manager basically has the belief that I need to tell people what Mm. to do. And when I tell them what to do and I want them to do it by this time frame. They think that's coaching. Yeah. Well, from their perspective, that's leadership. Okay. And, and, And that's the way that they're doing this. And by me and the CEO asking the team to learn how to coach in the method that John Whitmore has taught in coaching performance, that guess what? Uh, boom. It, 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 we, we have, you know, the gears are grinding. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got some real conflict occurring right there. And, and so, and I'm being asked by the CEO to challenge this manager to say, how do you perceive this? What's your perspective? And the results can be used as a common language on here's where, here's where you're strong and here's where you need to improve upon. Mm-hmm. What I like about these type of tools too, that CEO could be missing something as well, you mm-hmm. know, but you could see, use this mm-hmm. as an opportunity for everyone to be on the same page about perceptions. Right. And in this case right here, what I did is we, the CEO and I have talked and I, and I asked the CEO, you know, 
on a scale of one to 10, uh, how would you rate this manager mm-hmm. uh, as effectively as a coach? And they said instantaneously without hesitation, which I was, you know, screaming to the mountaintops secretly inside going, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> uh, but he ranked him as a two. I mean, instantaneously, I said, you know, where, where is this person on a scale of one to 10 as far as using the coaching skills we've been teaching? He said two. Boom. Yeah. No hesitation. I said, okay, I asked a few other questions because I wanted to find out what his perspective was. And I said, okay, well, given that you and I are on the same hymnal, same page. How do you want to go forward with this manager and letting them know that this is one of your criteria uh, for that? And that's where we started to work on, you know, senior level that's bonuses. Right. This is a criteria of success. Um, and then the other side of the coin is too, and it's it's fascinating to see this when, when you know, a senior executive may be opposed to the coaching process, but the organization starts to do that, and then you you actually have some employees who are doing the coaching. Mm-hmm. And what I ask people is I always ask them, tell me a success story. And so one of his employees gave a success story, which was a great success story where she was working with somebody. I won't even give a description of their job title, but she worked with him for about seven or eight months um, and has significantly improved their performance uh, in, a, in a matrix framework that, you know, she's improved by almost 50 percent of where she was six months oh, ago. Wow. So that's a great improvement, right. you know, but they're not where she wants to be yet, but they're they're on the path. And so. Um, I, I, she shared that story. And then this senior exec who's kind of opposed to the concept was listening in and he asked an interesting question. He says, what percentage of the success was based on the employees just learning to do their job more effectively? And what percentage of the success was based on that manager coaching them? Mm-hmm. And I said, we'll never know. Right. There's no way to know. And then the reason there's no way to right. know is that employee is going to say it was all me. Mm-hmm. Okay. When, mm-hmm. when you ask them your level of success, they're never going to say the coach, you know, um, you know, how often does somebody who is MVP of the Super Bowl ever say the reason I'm here is my coach got me here? Right. They right. never say that. Right. You know, they might allude to it. They'll say a small percentage, but, you know, it was their skills, their talents, their mm-hmm. superior knowledge of the game or mm-hmm. their, their, their superior talent. Um, and we'll never know. There's just people just don't. That's not the prism that people see right. things through. But we do know that a Super Bowl team win, doesn't win because of one player or the coach. Right. We know that it's different efforts. So that's kind of an interesting question that that person would present because it, right. it doesn't make a difference. The improvement happened. Right. You know? Right. But but the question, I, the reason I love that question from this person who's struggling is that they're starting to see, wow, my, my employees are using this. Okay. My managers are using this. They're having success, success that they didn't have before. And, you know, is there something of value to this? That's uh, good. Right. So there's there's that all of a sudden there's that kind of awareness of, ooh, my employees are doing this. It's working. I don't like it, but maybe, maybe I need maybe to jump need on board. To. Yeah, yeah, maybe I need to jump that's on board. Awesome. So and that's part of the process of the awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, you just you have to work with teams. You have to work with the cultures. You have to work with the processes to go through it. And then all of a sudden you start to see uh, some results. So. I just love the the concept. Are you a coaching superstar? Ask your employees. Yeah. They'll tell you. Ask the employees and ask yourself. Right. And, and compare those. Right. right. I mean, even if you just took the, the self-evaluation from John Zinger's book and you took that self-evaluation and really, really were honest with yourself, you get a pretty good perspective of how effective you are as a coach. And then asking yourself that question, you know, are you asking questions? Are you asking opening questions? I tell managers to put on their you know, on their computer screen a little, you know, rather than putting your password on a sticky note, just put up there and, and the sticky note just says, 
ask questions. Right. To remind you all the time to ask questions, Mm -hmm. get that sense of where people are at. Um, I just think that's terrific. We just, uh, my wife and I watched the the post last night with uh, uh, Meryl Streep and Tom Hanks. And, uh, you know, it's about the the, the publication of the Pentagon Papers and the brouhaha that created. Mm -hmm. And uh, when she was at the height of her question of the pressure is on, you know, she's she's they've got a public offering to make the, po- the the Washington Post public for the very first time to get enough money to do some other things to grow and expand. And they're having profitability issues. And there are just all kinds of pressures. And it's the first time it had gone public. And she's thinking about doing that. And the banks are saying if you publish the Pentagon Papers, they may withdraw the holding and they won't sell all the shares. And and yet then, you, you know, if you aren't the defender of the First Amendment, who's going to be the defender of the First Amendment? So right. she has all of this pressure. And then she very wisely asked people on her team, what's your opinion? What's your perspective? Where's your viewpoint? Uh, and, and, and she probably has never taught the skills of coaching, but I just thought that was a great example of coaching in a high-pressure moment. What do you think? And then she ultimately made the decision, which we all know now. Mm-hmm. Uh, she said, you know, this is, in fact, it's no longer my grandfather's paper. It's no longer my father's paper. It's no longer <laughs> my husband's paper. It is, in fact, my paper. Right. And we're going to publish these. And let the chips fall where they may. And she could have, in fact, lost the entire paper, and she could have gone to jail, because um, you know they they were you know saying that it was an espionage act to release top secret information in the midst of a war. Um, very very great um, you know, First Amendment questions and questions of challenging the Constitution. Yeah. And that great idea of asking questions and all the benefits of learning from the employee's point of view as well. Right. And that's what that's what this tool does that you talked about as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. This tool will greatly improve your trajectory of your career uh, by asking these questions, learning how to coach effectively, and then you might someday be recognized as a Catherine Graham type of person. A superstar. Absolute. Coaching superstar. Coaching superstar. So how do people get a hold of you if they want to know more about what you do or even this assessment? Absolutely. Uh, they can go to my website, RoryRoland.com. It's R-O-R-Y-R-O-W-L-A-N-D, uh, RoryRoland.com, and they can get a hold of me there, and I'll be happy to uh, you know, hook them up with the assessment so they can uh, do it themselves. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you for your time. Thank you, Paul. Thanks for listening to Coaching for Potential with Rory Roland. Join us next time for another discussion about the power of coaching. This has been a KCTK production produced by Paul Lavoda and Rory Rowland. For more information and content, visit RoryRowland.com.